Hello, church family. Today we're going to look at Acts chapter 16, verse 14 to 18. Uh, and as we look through these, um, we can't help but just see, just look at these. Um, this text, you can see like a compare and contrast between just the two different women that, um, or kinds of women that get affected uh, in this world. Uh, those that are moved by the Lord and those that are moved by the devil. And um, again, just kind of running context of this uh, this particular chapter, Paul and um, Paul and, uh, and Silas were here in Macedonia or Rome in Europe, really, um, through the working of the Holy Spirit in terms of just the conflict as well as just uh, the Lord closing off different opportunities for them. And you recall uh, in that last podcast, I talked about how God is indeed good and sovereign and that if Paul didn't have this conflict with with John Mark in at the end of chapter 15, he would not have met Timothy in the beginning of chapter 16, wouldn't have met Luke, uh, and, as, and which means that there would have been four um, books in the Bible uh, that would be missing. But then I also conclude there's also a fifth one in that, uh, in verse 12 of chapter 16, it's how from you know, there went to Philippi and leading city of the district of Macedonia. And uh, this is where essentially we get the book of Philippians is because of these people that were saved that the, the, the Philippian church was built from these, um, uh, basically the, uh, the apostles teaching. These were the founders of the church of Philippi. And uh, in doing so, we can see in, even in the, in the strangest conflict and the most, um, a lot of ways, the roadblocks that people have to go through, um, Christians can rejoice knowing that God is in control of all things. Uh, that we don't need to be so worried about what the future has a hold as long as we're continuing faithful to what the Lord has given us. The Lord will use it. You know, he use conflicts, he use circumstances, um, and he doesn't uh, expect us to know everything because we're not called to. The only thing we, um, that, that we're only instructed to know in the scriptures is to trust in the Lord. So uh, from chapter 14, 18, we're going to see this, these two ladies that uh, Paul interacts with in this, or Paul and Silas, interacts within the city um, that, that makes it uh, both a blessing and a complication. Um, and in a lot of ways, I want to parallel these two to just even our own lives, that there are really two, two types of camps. Um, everything seems very binary, either you're a believer or a non-believer, you're either for God or you're against God, you're either for the devil or you're against the devil. And, and that's just how the world is. We live in these two extremes um, where God is in control or the devil thinks uh, that he's in control. And, and there are also people that are followers of Jesus Christ and there are those that are followers of the devil. So let's look at the first one, which is a lady that was follower of uh, the Lord. Verse 14, a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple fabrics, a worshiper of God, was listening, and the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. So this lady, Lydia, which, um, you know, she basically she's one of the first founders there. Uh, she was a Gentile uh, lady and that became a believer because it said that she's a worshiper of God. Uh, you remember earlier on, um, uh, in, uh, several episodes ago when I was going through the book of Acts, I said that there were, uh, there was people that Gentile that became Jewish worshippers, they were known as worshippers of God. They were proselytes in that way. And that's what Lydia was. Lydia was someone that um, you know, didn't buy into the polytheistic religion of the time. And he and she was a worshipper of Yahweh. Uh, so she worshipped uh she she, she was in the city she's in the city of Thi she's from Thyatira and um and uh, and Thyatira is known um for their purple fabrics. It says here that she's a seller of purple uh, purple fabrics, 
And um, in fact, then uh, the fabrics, purple is a very unique color, is, is usually a color for royalty. Um, and uh, there's really two ways to get this color purple, either it's from a shellfish or it's from a root. And usually the ones that, the purple that they get from shellfish are for the wealthy people and the things that are from the root are for poor people. It's almost like a bootleg version of it. Uh, and the reason why that's significant is that that's her job. Her job is to find uh, these type of purple things and she makes these fabrics and some of them are probably higher tier so she gives it to, to the wealthy and sells it to them. And then for those are lower tier for everyone else, the commoners like you and I, uh, she gets it from the, the, the root. Um, but she is known as someone that's a, a, a working in this textile industry uh, she's known as a worshiper of God. And, you know, you should know that Thyatira is an important place because in the book of Revelation as well, there is a church there. Um, so somewhere along the line, um, the, the gospel has reached her hometown and she becomes, a, um, you know, she becomes a believer. At some point she goes, somehow, uh, her her hometown where she's from also gets the gospel. Um, and we see in Revelation, however, that even though they were, um, you know, even though that they were, uh, the city was saved. It did not does not end in really good terms. Um, so, uh, at least at least if they didn't repent from their sin, I would defer for you to listen to. Um, I, I did this message on the seven churches of Revelation about a year ago. So, if you want to learn more about that, you can go there. I could refer you to that. But anyways, uh, back to this text. Uh, so Lydia was there. She was selling these purple fabrics. And she was listening uh, to Paul. And it said that the Lord opened her heart. And it's important to know that God will provide to the gospel to those that are listening. See, she was a seeker of the Lord. And, and the Lord provided her knowledge of the Old Testament God. And she truly is a genuine uh, lover of God. She wants to know him. And Paul provide, I mean, the Lord provides... Um, Paul to go and minister the gospel to her and she gets saved. Um, and I think there's a very cool lesson here. Um, and it's like that we see God's uh, uh, providence in just bringing people to saving faith. Uh, we as Americans in the Western world tend to believe that if we don't see it or it's not recorded, therefore it's not happening. Uh, we have this very self-centered view that, that uh, if, if, as long, uh, you know, as long as there are, some Christians that we don't know, that means that God's not doing anything. And that's not true. Um, God will do things uh, even if we're not aware of it. And I do think that that's, um, that was, that's what we're on here. Actually, uh, not that long ago, I, uh, I had a friend that's from TMS. He posted something on his social media page about these, these uh, I guess they're kind of like tablets that were found in this cave in China. And these were, you know, old, old caves. And for thousands of years, and it spoke. It was these Chinese things that were, that were talking about Jesus Christ. It was found near this uh, Buddhist temple. It was like in a cave <clears throat> near a Buddhist temple area, uh, and no one knows how it got there. And it's just fascinating because, again, they just recently discovered these things, and it shows you that even though we have no record of who wrote that, who was there first, that the Lord is working in the lives of people. The Lord can call people that that aren't part of mission organizations. He's just calling faithful individuals to go, and uh, one day in glory we'll find out that who how the Lord brought different people to saving faith by faithful individuals all over. So this isn't to say that we should not do missions. It's just to say that uh, the Lord that you know sometimes the non-believer arguments say, well, God 
what uh, Christianity can't be true because what about those unreached people groups? Just know that God will reach them. If they truly seek after the Lord, the Lord will provide a way for them to hear the gospel. Uh, so we don't need to panic about that. We need to we don't need to conflate and think our and you know think we're that important that God can't do anything without us. And this was what happens on here. She was a worshiper of the Lord. Lydia was a worshiper of the Lord. The Lord opened her heart to respond to things of Paul. So she gets to she becomes a believer. Verse fifteen. And when she and her household have been baptized, the implication is that when she got saved, her her also her family also became believers. And that's just an amazing thing. <clears throat> Later on in the in this particular chapter, uh, Paul and Silas, uh, so Paul and Silas are in jail, and then you know uh, the the jailer uh, there was an earthquake, uh, and then the jailer thought that he and uh, he's going to get killed because he's all the jail, all the prisoners left. So Paul said that none of them have left, and then he gets saved, and he and his whole household get saved. And again, that shows you that actually this is how this area. Uh, the church is built just by by individuals, by individuals, and family, and family, and this whole family got saved. Uh, so we already have a church. We have, uh, we don't know how big this family is, but let's just assume that it's like a regular family with at least a few kids. Then you can say that this first family was with along with Paul, Silas, Luke, and Timothy. It's like you know, good 10, 11 people in a household. So that's your first church, eleven people. So again, the Lord doesn't really care about the size, but what changes the people is the gospel message. So this first family gets saved. And verse 15, Lydia urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. And that's really cool because you know, she becomes this um, this faithful saint that really that used her home as a way to, to really start this first church. Uh, she was hospitable, and um, and Paul, uh, Paul and his um, you know, his team uh, stayed stayed with her. Uh, verse 16, and, ha- and now actually we're going to look at the contrast. That's, you know, Lydia, the faithful saint that gets believer, that, that gets saved, and she was used by the Lord mightily. Now we're going to look at the one that's being controlled by the devil. Uh, and this really is like the opposite. There are those faithful saints in our life that we know that are like Lydia, that use their life um, after being saved to, to, to be hospitable and kind and, and use all the resources for the glory of God and advancement of the gospel. And then we'll look at the other side, which is here in verse 16. It happened that as we're going to to a place of prayer, a slave girl having a spirit of divination met us, who was bringing her master much profit by fortune telling. So, this lady here, the slave girl, you know, she is someone that is under the. She's almost like a like a disciple of some sort of, uh, you know, cult leader, because it says that she's bringing the master much profit. So, and her her thing is that she's a fortune teller. And you know, I'm I'm always fascinated by the fact that fortune tellers exist, especially in this last year of the pandemic. Like, did you guys not see this coming? Uh, and if you did, why didn't you tell anyone about this? Like, it blows my mind that people still goes to fortune tellers in a time like this. Uh, but yet, people still trust and believe in them because they're fooled by not not by the fortune, but by the devil. The devil blinds them from the truth. Uh, the blinds them from the end, and they're still around. <laughs> I was just walking with my family uh, the other day when we had dinner, and we saw <laughs> a fortune teller place. Which is like, how could they still be in business? Um, what did they have? That what do they see? Because there's no way. I mean, they should know when the, the you know things like the pandemic is over, just like how they should anticipate it uh, to arrive. But anyways, 
people get deceived and just but uh, people get deceived now just like it was back then. And it said that this particular slave girl brought her master much profit. And so she was a unique person that was able to uh, bring a lot of money to her master. Verse 17. Following Master Paul and us, she kept crying out saying, These men are bond servants of the Most High who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. Now what is actually crazy about the statement is that it's actually true. Uh, the devil uh, is good at designing things to deceive people. Um, and why? Why would the devil say, speak the truth in this area? And I think it's because it's designed to show that, okay, the city is very familiar with this lady, this fortune teller, this demonically possessed lady and her, um, you know, her fortune telling. If Paul and the, in the, mis in the, in the message that they've sent aligns identical to, uh, if, you know, she is identical to this fortune teller lady, then people can associate to us to being the same. Uh, oh yeah, we're just like them. So Paul's not here, like, you know, jealous of this lady or anything like that, that she's making profit, but that the, 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 the slave girl wants to associate themselves or herself with the apostle so that they can, you know, basically give her some legitimacy. Um, and, you know, this is where the devil can even say the right things, seemingly the right things. Right? This is what First Corinthians talks about, how the devil can disguise himself as an angel of light. And, and this is what's so cunning about the devil. He can use things that sound like truth to manipulate people from thinking the truth. And, you know, all cults start that, starts that that way. They kind of slowly latch on to some truth and say, oh, we're just like them. Um, you know, I just think about the Mormons, you know, they call themselves another denomination of Christianity. Um, even though what they believe is different from every other denomination of Christianity, which means that they're probably not a denomination of Christianity. But this is how they operate. They want to try to gain legitimacy by uh, by making this, this association game uh, with those that are actually are true believers. And uh, look how Paul responds. She continued doing this for many days, but Paul was greatly annoyed and turned to her and said to the spirit. So he's not rebuking the girl. He, he knows and can discern that she's be, somehow being possessed by this demon. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very moment. So you know, the two ladies that we see, we have a lady that's like Lydia, who is faithful, gets saved, and is used by the church, uh, used by the Lord to serve the church and everyone around. But here, interestingly enough, this lady, who was demonically possessed by a spirit, she gets the spirit cleansed, but it doesn't sp say that she gets saved. So I hope that she gets saved. I hope she got saved. But there's, that doesn't indicate in the text that she became part of the church. Uh, but what is interesting to know is that later on, it seems that like she, uh, her, her, the demon leaving her makes her um, basically unable to get, get money for her master. And that's why Paul and Silas would eventually get dragged out. Verse 19. Um, but I think this is this, but let's just for sake of argument here that she isn't a believer. It tells us that there are those that can get healed and can see miraculous things and even experience miracles and the blessings of the Lord and still not, um, and still not go, uh, and believe. And again, that's no different from the people today. There are many people that could enter into our lives, whether it's like through our neighbors or co-workers and even the church and we can be a blessing to them we can help them we counsel them we pray for them we can do all these things that seemingly good but in the end of the day they can still have their heart hardened to the lord um you know uh, 
we know that there are people in the church now that might not even be believers. They can hear the truth. They can even experience blessings from the Lord and his, and his divine, uh, um, you know, common grace to all humanity. And yet people still don't see the truth. And I think that's what's going on here too. This lady, unlike Lydia, who sought to know the Lord, who gets the gospel, this other lady, this demon lady, who gets free from demonic possession, still, at least the text is absent, in terms of saying that this lady is not someone that who hears and has accepted Christ. At least that's what it seems. I do, again, hope that she does become a believer, or she did in the past, and that one day we could see her in glory. But at least if she wasn't, then that's a very sad thing, that someone can be so close to the gospel and yet so far from salvation. Yet, there are those that are listening today that are the same thing. You can be listening to this, you can go to church, you can go to Bible study, fellowship groups, or whatever it may be, and just know that the, the Lord knows whether or not your faith is genuine. You can't, you can't lie to the Lord. He knows all truth. He knows the truth about you. He knows the truth about me. And therefore, if you do not truly know him, then you do need to repent and place your faith in Jesus Christ, knowing that he can save you. He's the only one that can, can deliver you from the lie that you live right now. I hope that isn't you, and I hope that if you're listening to this, that you truly are a believer, like Lydia, who gets saved uh, radically, who gets saved and, and live uh, radically for the Lord, uh, hosting other people or evangelizing um, or being part of the original church plant. Uh, I just hope that you could be someone like her, uh, the faithfulness to the Lord the moment after conversion. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a great day. Thank you.